This is Making Her Magic, the podcast. One, two, three, four. A podcast to teach you how to actually adult in life. How to run a business. How to create a balanced mindset. How to create goals, habits, and routines to serve you the best way they possibly can. This is the best advice for the best version of you. Hi guys and welcome to my first podcast. This is my first recording that I'm doing as an episode and I'm kind of nervous. I'm kind of excited but I just hope this turns out as well as I hope it does. So I thought this first episode will be a little bit about myself and for those of you who don't follow my Instagram account Making Her Magic, you might not know a few things about me. So I've got a little list here of things that I want to touch on. So if we haven't met, hi, I'm Amy. I am a life coach. I'm a massage therapist. I'm a yoga instructor. I've traveled to 25 countries. I've moved countries. I've gone to therapy. I wash my sheets every Sunday. I've started three businesses now. I wear sunscreen every day. I hate paying bank fees. Never have, never will. I love personal development and I'm an advocate for doing whatever the fuck you want if it doesn't harm anyone else. (laughs) So the way that Making Her Magic, my life coaching business started was all about empowering women to feel the exact way as I feel. So I've been lucky enough to be brought up very confidently. I was a dancer for 12 years and I pretty much was praised my entire upbringing (laughs) by my dance teachers, by my parents, by my family and friends. Very, very privileged to have been brought up that way. Not to say I didn't have any bumps in the road mentally or physically later on. Nothing negative in that respect, but definitely some bumps. But yeah, so I was brought up very, very well, very privileged. And yeah, I there was a lot of confidence instilled in me, which I'm so grateful for. And that is what I want to give to other women because the more women I meet, I mean, pre-COVID when I used to travel quite a bit internationally and the yeah, the more women I meet globally, We all have the same insecurities, unfortunately, and they're all old school myths and beliefs that society, also who is society, that's another topic I want to talk about, but like it's our parents, it's our school teachers, sometimes it's our friends. It's these beliefs that are put on us from these people that make us feel a certain way. They make us feel small, they make us feel not worthy or sometimes they make us feel greedy you know any woman who wants more is ungrateful and any woman who strives for better is a bitch or is too tough or is mean that's unfortunately the way that society has portrayed powerful women and I want to eliminate that I want to be able to have conversations with women who know their shit and who know they know their shit. <laughs> women who are proud to be powerful, even though they might get the criticism and the name calling. Those other women that I want to showcase on this podcast and share with you guys 
So hopefully we can inspire you to do whatever the fuck you want. That is, and I even had, it was a few weeks ago now, I uploaded a reel and the audio was about empowering girls and, you know, loving that anything that a girl does, I just love it. And the amount of comments, I was deleting them as they were coming in because I'm, I just can't be bothered even replying to people like that or even leaving it up for an open conversation. I just can't be bothered. It was all men and it was men going, oh, but what if, what if the woman hurts someone? Oh, but women can't have everything because, you know, what if there's a man standing next to her and he can't have everything? And I just thought, that is, that is the point. That is the point of me starting this business so that comments like that don't affect the women around me. They, they can't be afraid to say something or do something, you know, say they want more, say they want to start a business, say that they don't want to start a family, say anything that a man would. And then be afraid that they will be criticized for saying that. Yeah. So that is the backstory of why I, why I started making her magic. And I hope that this podcast is another platform for you to come to whenever you need inspiration, whenever you need that permission. I talk about permission a bit, well, a lot with my clients uh, and a little bit on Instagram, but permission is something that we seek unknowingly. Permission is going to your friend and going, oh, I, you know, I want to start this business. What do you think? It's like, who cares what they think? Yeah, they're your best friend or they're your sister or they're your mom. And of course, we want our loved ones and the people close to us to be in on all of our big decision making. But it's almost like we are going to them and asking for that permission to start that business, to start that new hobby, to move to that city, move to that country. It's instilled in us to ask for permission for any greater thing that we want in life. This podcast and making her magic as a business is your permission. It's your permission to go ahead and do what you want for you when you want to do it. So. Moving on to a little bit about me, just so you can get to know me a bit more. And I know I, know I like to know a little bit of a background of the people who I follow and the podcasts that I listen to, because I feel like it gives me a deeper connection to them and it kind of lets me know if we vibe or not. <laughs> so as I said at the start of the episode, I am an Australian. I live in Canada now. I've been here for close to three years and I have a Canadian partner, Greg, who is amazing Those of you who do follow me on Instagram get snippets of him, but he is very gentle and very caring and supportive and everything that I ever wanted in a partner. So I'm very lucky. Yeah. So I grew up in Australia. I grew up in a city outside of Canberra, the capital, if you don't know, Canberra is the capital of Australia. And I straight after, uh, straight after school, I went into massage therapy So I studied for close to three years doing massage therapy, worked in a sports clinic, uh, mostly doing lots of rehab and injury, yeah, injury rehabilitation in that clinic. Then I decided I was 21, I think. Yeah, I just turned 21 and I moved to Melbourne, the city of Melbourne. So much larger than Canberra, much, much larger than the city I lived in because that's where my sister was living and she had been there for a couple of years already. And I missed her. So I moved down to live with her in St. Kilda, which was an amazing experience. I was there for a couple years 
and we lived right by the beach. I mean, it was like, you know, 10 minute walk, which I hadn't lived near a beach prior to that. We were on it. We were inland, um, Canberra's inland. So I know a lot of people think that when you live in Australia, you're a surfer chick and everyone lives on the coast. Like that's not the deal for, for everyone. Um, so yeah, that was my first time living near the beach. We lived in an apartment, a two bedroom apartment, and it was incredible. That experience was amazing. I, that was my first time living out of home and, you know, like paying rent and, you know, all of the adult stuff. And when I moved down there, I started my first business centralized that it was a sports massage and corporate massage business. I rented a room from my old boss in Canberra. He has a sister, she's an osteo, and I rented a room out of her clinic. So I started my business there. And then I also started working for a company that did, that offered massage services to sports teams in Australia. So NRL, AFL, cricket, basketball, like any sports team, major sports team in Australia, pretty much they had the contract for. So I worked for the Melbourne Storm, which is an NRL team based out of Melbourne, obviously, and I would massage them. So that was like a few times a week. And then I had my clinic space and I also offered mobile massage. So I'd go to people's homes and corporate massage. So I would go to their offices and, you know, do little, mostly it was like 20 minute massage appointments with the staff members of the office. So it was generally like larger offices, larger corporations that had, um, usually they would have like a health fund per year and they had to spend that within the company pretty much. So they would get like free like psych sessions and free massage and, you know, whatever the company chose to use. So I would offer that to them and it was an amazing time. I never... (laughs) I always had like living in Canberra, I was like a receptionist for a hotel and I was teaching dance and I was massaging. Uh, So I had like two to three jobs going at once. Then I moved to Melbourne and I started my business and I never, I mean, I definitely did try that not to say I didn't try, but I always knew I never wanted to work full-time hours. Like when I lived in Canberra, I was sometimes I was working up to like 90 hours a week, you know, doing the whole like studying and then the three jobs and I loved it. I love being busy but when I moved to Melbourne I was earning pretty much the same as what I was earning with three jobs because I was working for myself and you know you get like close to 100 bucks an hour at that time for massage and I was just living my my best life. I was at the beach. I was, you know, going for runs by the beach and going and eating at all the amazing restaurants and cafes and drinking at bars and spending time with my sister and meeting new people. It was an incredible time. I loved it. And then, yeah, a couple of years later, I decided that I was going to move to Canada. And it had always been a plan of mine since I went to, when I graduated in 2013, I went to Europe for a month and I met two guys, I forget their names. I don't even remember their faces. I just remember two guys were on my Top Deck tour. Top Deck is like a Kentucky tour. So it's for under thirties and it's pretty much a party the whole time. But anyway, they were on my tour and they had just come off the back of a two year working visa in Canada. And they were telling me about it and they were like, it blew our minds. It was the best experience we have ever had you totally have to do it. And I was like, okay, like this is me as like an 18 year old. And I'm like, cool, like I'm going to plan it. 
And I've always been a planner, always been a list girl, always been a budgeter, always been a planner. So when I was 18 and these boys told me about Canada, I was like, cool, I'm going to go there one day and I'll do the two-year working holiday visa thing. Like, that sounds pretty cool. And in my mind, I always had 2018. Like, that was like five years from then. And I was like, yeah, cool, five years, I'll get my life sorted kind of thing and I'll go there. So after living in Melbourne for a couple of years, I moved to Canada. Yeah, it was the end of 2018. And I had organized staff accommodation here, which was very lucky because this town is very hard to find accommodations because it's so small and it's so touristy. So lots of people just like to have their homes as like Airbnbs because obviously they make lots lots more money than they would if they were just to rent it out per room. Um, anyway, so I got staff accommodation here and that ended up being at Greg, my partner, his family him, his dad and his brother were running a lodge and that was the lodge that I stayed at and that's how I met Greg. So anyway, when I moved here, I, in my mind, I didn't, I wasn't staying long. When I came here, I was like, oh, six months, 12 months tops. I didn't see myself here long time at all, long term at all. Then it was probably like five months after moving here, Greg and I started dating and it, and I started to think a bit more seriously about staying. So The whole of 2019, I was just like working at Lodge. I wasn't doing anything too serious. I was just like having fun, meeting new people and going all the, on the adventures, you know, just like scoping out the place. We did travel in this time as well. And then towards the end of the year, I went to Bali for um, a little over a month and I did my yoga teacher training. I got really into yoga when I moved to Canada. I'm not sure why. The town that I live in is very active. Like the amount of people here, like everyone you meet is serious about something. They're serious about skiing or snowboarding or hiking or climbing or literally anything. There are so many activities here and people are obsessed with what they do. It's it's very funny actually. But anyway, I got really into yoga and I was doing yoga every single day um, at a studio and at the house that I was living in at the lodge, we had like a big, beautiful deck and and I would do yoga on the deck sometimes in the sun and it was just lovely. So I decided why not? Like I used to be a dance teacher and, you know, I've been doing massage for a while now and it definitely fits in with my career path, you know, like offering massage and yoga is very much a good fit. So I went to Bali and I did that, met amazing people absolutely amazing people. That was one of the best experiences of my life. It was a intense, a 200 hour intensive course. So we lived together for, I think it was a total of 25 days. So we lived on the property and we ate on the property and we practiced yoga on the property and we did our theory on the property as well. So um, it was a very cool experience. We had like monks and very experienced yoga teachers with us. And so I got my qualification Greg actually came over to meet me. Then we went to Australia for a bit, which is very lucky because it was, you know, a couple months before COVID hit everywhere and shit hit the fan. Anyway, and then we came back to Canada of December 2019. And then I said, okay, I'm, I know I'm going to be here long term now. I'm going to start massaging again and I'm gonna, I'll set up a yoga business as well. So I offered, I set up my business, Amala Massage and Yoga. Amala was my Sanskrit name that a monk gave me in Bali when I was doing my yoga teacher training and it means pure. So I decided to use that for my business name and I set it up and it went really well. I 
I think that winter I was still working at the lodge, like sir, like waitressing and doing some housekeeping stuff. But I remember like palming off a lot of my shifts to a friend there because I was getting lots of massage business and obviously like a serving shift is like $15 an hour here plus tips, but you know, $15 an hour versus $100 an hour for a massage. I would always take up the massage shift um, or a client, I guess. So yeah, I did that and yep, so that was my second business. It was again, massage related, health related, and I loved it. I There's nothing wrong that I can say about doing mobile massage and, and private yoga lessons. It's amazing. You get to meet all the tourists from around the globe and I get to, I'm not stuck in like one room, run like I'm not stuck in a studio or anything like that. And it's amazing pay. Like the, I honestly can't complain about anything. The only expense is like having a car, which I always have a car because I like feeling independent <laughs> and, um, you know, like the table and the sheets and things and the oil, which is literally like n- nothing, nothing in comparison to what you get paid. So yeah, that's that's how I started. Like I kind of started setting myself up in Canada. Fast forward 12 months time, you know, we're in the pandemic. I guess this is the end of last year. We're in the pandemic. I started, I remember, oh no, when the, sorry, going back, when the pandemic first hit, Greg and I moved into town and I don't know why. I think it was obviously just a mix of me going, oh shit, like I'm not going to be able to go home for a while and and, you know, my family can't come visit me here. And it was just a bit stressful. And so I decided to see a therapist. And that was like the best thing I've ever done. I didn't see her for too long. It was probably like five or six months. And it was everything that I needed and more. Everybody needs, in my opinion, to see a therapist at some point in their life because it is so beneficial to have a complete third party. She has no idea who I am. I have no idea who she is. She has no idea who my, you know, partner is or my like any of my relationships. And if she does, she's not telling me. <laughs> but yeah, having her as like a mediator, like I would just come in and start blabbing on about whatever, and then it would end up being something about childhood. <laughs> as we all know, everything's everything comes from our childhood. Um, all of our beliefs, all of our behaviors and actions and reactions are all pretty much learnt in childhood. So yeah, the over the few months that I was with her, that was a huge pivot in my life. Mentally, I have always been, well, from my late teens, I want to say, until my early 20s, I was very hard-headed. I was the tough girl. I had no emotion. I, yeah, I was very much like suppressing my emotions and I'm not sure why. It was like a protective thing, I guess like trying to be tough and whatever, it's gross. (laughs) But going to therapy definitely took me out of that place, which I appreciate so much. I find myself being more emotional these days and like crying a lot more, but like it feels good. Like it doesn't feel yuck. It just feels normal. Like I I feel like before when I was like suppressing and like trying to be the tough one and the strong one, it felt gross, but I didn't know it until I like reflected back on it and it was like, ooh. What'd you do that for? (laughs) Yeah. So I saw the therapist and then I started reading a lot. Well, not a lot. I was kind of dabbling in books at this stage, like self-help books and like following more self-help people on Instagram and listening to a lot more self-help podcasts. So listening to like interviews with people on mental health or like 
their, you know, past disorders that they've had or like just random things like that. Just opening my mind to different aspects of life and different people's perceptions of life and different people's experiences because I think that's how we all learn you know like you can't just expect to put yourself in a box and just take life as it comes and learn as you go I think you need to learn from people and from their experiences in order to have the best experience for yourself I guess so I started doing a lot of that then coming into the start of 2021 I that's when I started to get pretty serious on it I was reading more and more self-help books and then working on myself a lot more. I mean, I think, when did I, I think I started journaling. It was probably when, yeah, when I went to therapy, I started journaling every day. I've been pretty slack actually in the past couple of months, but since then, so like a year, I was journaling every single day. I started meditating a lot more. I started listening to my body a lot more when it came to like resting and socializing. I'm not an extrovert, but I'm not an introvert. I'm kind of in the middle. I guess like a lot of people these days, I have to have a break with being social. Like I thought, especially when I moved to Canada, like a new country, new town, new people, I was doing so much and seeing so many people, but it took me until, you know, close to the end of last year to kind of realize, okay, you need to start listening to what you truly want to do. And like, if you don't want to go out to dinner with people, like whatever it might be, you have the right to say no and to, you know, yeah, listen to your body. So I started doing a lot of that. And then I kind of started reflecting on my massage career. This is my seventh year massaging. I graduated in 2016, but I started massaging in 2015 because legally I could after my first year of study in 2014. So yeah, I was reflecting a lot on my career, like my massage career. And there was a common, like a commonality between what I knew I wanted to do, which is this, like talking to women and, and talking to you guys about personal development and mental health and all of those things. And with massage, I was already doing that. Like thinking back to especially like a lot now, now it's, it's a lot more like tourists. So like it's a come and go kind of thing. But like back in Melbourne, I had, you know, weekly clients or fortnightly clients and I would know every aspect of their life. They... It's like magic. When someone gets on the table, they start spilling without even any poking or prodding. They will just kind of say, oh, guess what my husband did or guess what happened at work or, you know, this is happening in my life, whatever it might be. And I found myself almost being a coach in that time. Like a lot of people, I became friends with a couple of my clients and we would sometimes like hang out outside of the session, you know, like on the weekends or whatever. And yeah, it became almost like a, a counseling session like they I guess it's like when you're on the table and you know you're, you're naked underneath the sheets I guess you feel like vulnerable and so you just start spilling and so I became that per- that soundboard that you know people could bounce off me and you know get advice from me because I was their third party much like how my therapist was my third party and so when I started reflecting on that I thought okay I massaging is great yoga is great and I can help the people around me how do I help more people? And that is how Making Her Magic was born. <laughs> I started looking into coaching. I did an online life coaching course. And I mean, it's simple stuff. It's not rocket science. It's also not therapy. So it's not as in-depth as therapy, obviously. But being a life coach to me is so simple. Like the concept of it is so simple. You just want to help people and you want to ask the right questions and you want to be neutral 
in helping them. And that is exactly what I want to be. And that's exactly what I'm doing, which I'm so happy and grateful for. And now I get to do podcasts like this where I get to give you guys even more content and you know free tips and tools and strategies and things for you to be able to step into your power, for you to be able to do whatever the fuck you want. So as you can probably know from that life story rant, I have always done whatever the fuck I want. And when I when I said before of my my attitude in the past like late teens to early 20s was very hard-headed and not very feminine at all, it was very masculine. I'm grateful for that time because that gave me the chance to now reflect on well it gave me the strength I guess. Like now I can look back and say the little aspect of that part of me I still have. I still know that I can do whatever I want whenever I want it again, without hurting others, (laughs) because I have that power too. And as I said before, that is what I want to give you guys. So I'm going to stop it there because I see I've been recording for half an hour now. Please share this podcast with your girlfriends. I want to get this podcast out once a week. I will be getting it out once a week. And it's going to be a mix of personal development and business strategy content. So I'm very passionate about startups, business startups. I really enjoy starting businesses and, you know, in the concept phase and getting ideas and deciding what you want it to look like and then kind of setting it up. I love that part of business, but I also want to dive deeper into personal development. Personal development is not an end goal and it's definitely not a linear journey either. So you guys are going to be on that journey with me forever (laughs) because as I said there's no end goal but whether you're starting your personal development journey now or if you've already started it and you're midway or whatever I want to be there to give you the tools and the tips and the tricks to better yourself as a human being better yourself as a business owner as a sister as a mother as whatever you are to yourself and to others around you so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed this. Please share and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. I know how valuable your time is, so I really appreciate you choosing to tune in every single week. If you haven't already, please follow at Making Her Magic on Instagram and come and join our free Facebook community by searching Making Her Magic Community in the Facebook app. Don't forget to wear sunscreen today. Bye.